Hey everyone, welcome back to Pause Points Podcast, episode 7. So it has been a while, I uh, hope you guys liked the new intro music, Uh, that is actually courtesy of a friend of ours, his name is Dan Cummins, he's just uh, put out his brand new CD, it's called The Storm, Uh, we're going to have a little bit of a giveaway, Uh, he's giving away a free copy of that CD to one of our Pause Points listeners. We, we want to have an uptick in our email uh, as we have been inactive here for the past month or two. Uh, we do apologize. We've talked about it in the past. This is a passion project for us. We do have real jobs, and, and life life just kind of got there uh, the past couple months, and we haven't been able to record, but we you are now. You got a new job. Huh? You got a new job. I did get a new job, and the new job will hopefully allow us to record more often on yes. a regular basis. So I'm very excited about that. But uh, like like we said, you know, sometimes it, we we get a little behind, but we're we're back and we're excited about it. Um, but we want to kind of kick things off with uh, trying to drive up some more email traffic for us. We want to hear from you guys. We've we've noticed a drop off in that recently, and we want to start reading some emails on the podcast. So we're gonna have a giveaway. Thanks to Dan Cummins uh, and his new album. Uh, Storm. Uh, we're going to give away a copy of that. Uh, you're going to hear a track from his album at the end of the podcast. We're going to close out the show with a track uh, called Stardust. Uh, he's been a really, really good friend of ours for a while. I've known him since high school. He loves uh, taking uh, r- inspirations from movies and TV shows and everything pop culture and and trying to throw them into his music in some way, shape, or form. So stay tuned for that. Go ahead and email us. We'll probably, what do you think, pick pick an email at random and yep. read it on the podcast. You're, we will do that next time. Yeah, so whoever we pick will will be the winner, and we'll announce that on our next uh, episode, which will not be in two months. So Hopefully not. Hopefully we have not. a lot to say. There's a lot coming up this fall. Yeah. So. so stay tuned for that. So, Faith, <laughs> that was really loud. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> what are you <laughs> watching? What are you playing? What are you doing? Well, let's see. I am currently playing Bioshock. Trying. Um, yes. So I promised that I was going to play through at least the first Bioshock. I'm playing through it on easy, and it is very scary. It's scarier playing it than it was actually watching it. But I think... Yeah, but listen to this. Yes. I think that I am one of the few people who actually gets motion sickness when playing a first-person shooter. So this is the very first time I've ever played a first-person shooter. I've really only played Lego and Ratchet and Clank. And the two times I've tried to play this, I've had to stop within the first hour because I've just I've gotten nauseous. Okay, so there's 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 two underlining factors to this. Well, yes, I did have the same meal both times. I had it yes, one from one the same night restaurant, and then I had the leftovers the next night. So that could be something. But Joe had some of what I had leftovers of, and he didn't seem to get sick. So. I'm hoping that this will pass because I'm actually really having fun playing it, getting totally creeped out. But stay tuned to see see how I fare playing Bioshock moving forward. I, I, you know, it's funny. I didn't think about it until the second night after you got sick again. This is your very first first person shooter. Plus, it's on our new big 65 inch TV. TV. 
And I don't know if that has anything to it's do with it. It's very different than watching you play it on a 42-inch TV six years ago. 40-inch. Yeah. Yeah. So we, do you I think, don't know. I, I almost wonder if I should play it and see if you get sick watching me. It might be because I do feel like I'm moving my head. Like I'm looking around a lot, even though I'm kind of staring at a screen. It's a big screen, so I am looking around quite a bit. And I think I'm also tense. So probably the tension along with the motion blurs and all of this stuff is just... The motion blurs. Most the motion blurs. The motion blurs. You're just getting me <laughs> nauseated. You're, so you're not going to do well with VR, I don't think. I don't know. Maybe I do do better with VR because I also I play with the X axis so inverted weird. because Joe left it not. on that setting the first time I played Ratchet uh. and Clank. So when I move the stick to the left, I want to look right. So I'm very confused by just the sticks. And, Ratchet and, and I'm Plank stuck playing that forever. Is literally the only game that offers that option. And I did not set you up. I would have never How set you up. How would that. I have known any better? Uh, it were, makes sense in my brain that it should work that way. So on top of just trying to figure out new gameplay, I have to reverse I would love to hear from our listeners and hear if anyone else has this issue because I have never. I always hear of the the divide between gamers of who thinks inverting the y-axis, the up and down, is normal, and who think that people do it are crazy. I get that. Why are the x? Why? That's why is the up and down? Yeah. Inverting that, so like you're flying a plane. So mm-hmm. that you push down and you look up and you push up and you look down. People do that all the time. And there's 50% of gamers that love it and 50% of the other 50% are crazy. I've never heard of anyone ever using X-axis, which is probably why it's not in any game ever. Uh, there's like maybe two games I've ever well, seen I didn't in. do it please, on purpose. Please write in. Please tell us. Please tweet at us or something. I want to know if anyone else does this because this the fact that you have this issue is... Well, it's not my fault. I didn't know that I was setting up my very first Ratchet and Clank, the first <laughs> video game I wasn't even ever. there. I wasn't I put, even no, there. No, you set it up. You said, here, play this while I'm gone. But I never set it up for you. You started it after I walked out the door. What? How am I supposed Boom, to know bomb. that there are different <laughs> settings? I never played a video game. I never played Mario or I know, any I know. of those games back then. And I know that those are completely I don't know different. why they included that in the set. Like, that's that's not something so that anyway, you put in any of the games. I have ever. learned incorrectly. But in my mind, it makes total sense. I'm very comfortable playing with the X inverted. So it's taking me a while to get used to playing it differently. Because you think of it as like controlling a camera. Yeah, it's like it's like on a boom. So I I just feel like when I pivot it, it makes sense. The Y which and might the X. be even more reason why you're messed up when it comes to a first person view because that skews that even more, doesn't it? Yeah, because I'm I'm not playing from behind the character. You're I'm in playing. The, yeah, you're in the from the character. Head. So yeah, it's definitely different to get used to, but I am having fun. I would just like to be able to continue having fun. So, Way to go, Ratchet and Clank. Stay posted. Way to mess things up for Faith. Speaking of Ratchet and Clank, we did watch the Ratchet and Clank movie. And it oh, was yeah. cute. It was right. really cute. And no, it's not going to be nominated for Best Animated Feature or anything. It's not a Pixar movie. but No, it's pretty. I mean, it's got good visuals. It has a funny story. And it has classic Ratchet and Clank humor. And and it has like all the weapons and it has great humor, voice acting humor in there for the parent or you know for the parents as well and it's got Sylvester Stallone yeah I don't know how they got him in it so that was kind of crazy uh, John Goodman John Goodman mm-hmm. 
So a great cast. Yeah, we won't spend too much time. I, it's not on our talking points or anything. But really, I think it. it if you if you enjoy Ratchet and Clank, you should you owe it yourself to watch the movie because you owe it yourself. You owe it to <laughs> you yourself. Owe it yourself. <laughs> To watch the movie because it's really kind of a love letter to fans of the game. It both, is. Both kids and adults. And It was a fun watch. It's definitely better than something like some Storks, <laughs> whatever is out it's, right now. Storks got good yeah. reviews, but so. oh well. We digress. So, we do. Joe, <laughs> what are you watching or playing? Um, Right now, I'm going back. You guys have heard me reference my PlayStation 3 legacy list i'm going back and playing all my old my old games there by the way i don't know if i talked about this on the podcast or not got an old ps3 couldn't fix it my father-in-law couldn't fix it and i got it fixed i fixed it when my brother was in town i was able to give it to my brother so hopefully i'm going to get my 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 brother into some uh, ps3 gaming i know it's a generation behind there's so much good stuff on there that he can still tap into um but yeah, it's for, still a great console it's 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 probably for me i've always said that i wasn't really into gaming until like uh after i got out of college that was the ps3 was responsible for my gaming renaissance uh, i was into it when i was a kid after i hit you know high school i you know or before high school i discovered girls and a social life and you know then i then i balanced the two and was overtaken by books and schoolwork in college. But after that, I remember to this day getting my first real job at Disney. And I said, I'm going to reward myself by getting a super expensive TV and a PlayStation 3. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what I did. That was and, the beginning of the end. And ironically, I think Bioshock was the the real catalyst and all that. Oh, so. yes. But no, PlayStation 3, great, great console. Probably one of the best generations out there. And I've owned most since I was a kid. So... Um, most of the big ones, at least. But uh, Dead Space 3 is something I'm going back to. I played the first two. Really good horror games. I, I, I get a hankering for a good horror game um, around the Halloween season, which is right now. I'm going to be playing Until Dawn after this, which is the one for PS4 that they did that's kind of like choose-your-own-adventure kind of storyline, similar to Heavy Rain or... Um, I want to say a Telltale game, but not really. It's done a little better than that, and it's the one that's starring uh, Hayden Panettiere and um, the guy who played what's the bad guy's name from Agents of Shield last season? He was he's, he's been on all three seasons, but yeah. he's been like a different character each time. So, what's his character's name? I'm feeling a W. No, Wade. No, that's wrong. <laughs> Well, tell us. Anyway, the the podcast guy. curse hits again. I can't remember any names. But it's got that guy. It's got the guy from iRobot. Um, so I've been interested to play that for the past year now because it came out about a year ago. But I've been saving it for, you know, Halloween time when I when I feel like playing the, the spooky games. So spooky games are way much better and way more engrossing than horror movies, yeah. by the way. So from spooky games to spooky shows. Yes. So we were talking a long time ago about Sleepy Hollow, and we couldn't believe it got renewed and all that other good stuff. Well, since it got renewed, I've I've made it a point to go back and finish. It's Grant Ward. I was right. I was feeling the W. w. Okay. You were feeling the W for the W. <laughs> <laughs> Grant Ward. Yes, absolutely. Um, so that guy is in the game. But Sleepy Hollow is something I've actually gone back and taken the time to finish. Um, I was really upset that this got renewed, and the other show we really liked did not. Second Chance. Yeah. Second Chance didn't get renewed, and this did, and I didn't understand why. Um, but it got better it got good. towards the end. I'm on the last episode, and there's a corniness about the show 
it, it it's always had that, but it this season did not start strong. It's ending strong. Yeah, I really think they tied a lot of American history lore together to make a compelling storyline. This show is at its best when it is mirroring and mimicking National Treasure. National Treasure. <laughs> but in in like in like a supernatural way and tying American mm-hmm. history into it. It's really cool when it does that. It I does... feel like you could go back in Sleepy Hollow and really pick out 10 great episodes. Well, and the those whole would first be... season was like that. Yeah, but I think you could have 10 that go all the way across and you would still get the entire story, but it would be just a little bit a better Is, is this the last line. season shortened season? They said it's the last one, right? They're not doing any more after that. I don't know. I don't know if it's shortened or not. I think it was very vague when Fox announced that it was being renewed. But, but you know, good for them because it's ending very well. I'm, I'm actually probably going to watch the last episode here tonight um, for the season. So, um, But Faith's already given you her thoughts on, on that one. So, And uh, I'm really excited. One of the big movies I didn't get to see this summer, The Shallows. Haven't watched it yet, but we'll talk about it on the next podcast. I have it. We have it here in the house. Um, I wanted to, well, we wanted to go see it and do a review on it, but it just didn't happen this summer. So we'll let you know what we thought about that after we watch it. But we've heard great things about it. Yeah. So. So let's go ahead and jump into our first pause point, which is movies. And since we haven't had a podcast in a while, we kind of wanted to wrap up the entire summer movie season and kind of talk about our favorites and our least favorites. So let's start with least favorites. Let's start at the downer and bring it up in a little bit. So Joe, what was your least favorite summer movie? First of all, we should probably say Chad is also still alive. He just could not make it on this podcast. Yes. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to. He does a lot of traveling during the year. And so sometimes the internet's great where he is. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes he has lots of meetings. Sometimes he doesn't. So Mm -hmm. we're just kind of in a very busy time for all of us. And we're just trying to get one podcast out there just to hold you over till next time. Yeah, but time. we're going to we're going to rope them in for the next one and we're going to keep doing our, our reviews and stuff as well. But um yeah, as far as the, the this is probably the big topic of this podcast, but um we wanted to do the year-end stuff. I think we told you about that. Um when we were talking about Oscars and stuff like that, we didn't get around to it, but we thought what what better way to kind of introduce a segment like that but at the end of the summer. Everyone has a favorite, least favorite um and then, you know, kind of like a sleeper hit too. What was your what was your sleeper hit of the summer? Um, what do you think about this summer? Was it disappointing or was it? I don't think good? it's the best summer movie season there has ever been, but it's been entertaining. I'm not gonna say that we didn't have fun when we went to see a lot of these movies. Um, I would have to say my least favorite movie was Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. It just you always like to hear me say I like a movie that has some heart it just was completely lacking any depth to the characters I think my favorite part of the movie was the beginning when they all get together that's always my favorite part about movies is the The team up or the origin story I love that but there was no payoff at the end and I think that's what really just was disappointing to me I thought the villain was annoying and I thought her little dance groove that she was into whenever she was casting her curse it just drove me crazy and I'm so happy to hear other people it drove them crazy too yeah because it just was not a well thought out character it's really weird and I know we've beaten this this topic into the ground but DC's really got to get their stuff together um everything is hinging on Wonder Woman at this point in time and actually one of the things we were going to talk about later I guess I can talk about it right now as soon as Suicide Squad came out it was getting good numbers 
they were, you know, selling tickets, but it was getting just slammed critically. And Warner Brothers came out right behind that negative critical stuff and actually said, hey, by the way, the only halfway critically decently reviewed movie that we've put out in the last decade, Man of Steel. By the way, we're actively in development for Man of Steel 2, and that's like at the top of our priority list, just, you know, ironically, like yeah. right after this movie. It's hilarious out. because it didn't get great reviews, but it's gotten the best out of recent history. Yeah, it has. And, you know, it's, it's just kind of sad that it took all that. I mean, it's like that was their ace in the hole. Yeah. And it was clearly a damage control type of thing. But, but hey, we get another Superman movie. Yeah, and, I, and I'm fine with that. I, I thought they were going to treat Batman versus Superman as a Superman sequel. and not Batman v. Superman. Whatever. Batman v. Superman is his Superman sequel and not give him a true sequel. But I think even after the negative backlash over Batman v. Superman, they're, they're just like, okay, let's let's do it. Because it'll, it'll hopefully stave people off until the Batman solo movie comes out and Wonder Woman and... We can just pray to God that Justice League is halfway decent. So. Yeah. I still have high hopes for Wonder Woman. Everything oh, I've seen too. has looked really good. Um, I'm just excited for it. It looks a little different than the others. But every everyone said this, though. It, it shouldn't have taken this long no. for them to get their stuff right. And that's if this is them getting their stuff right. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman is still a while off. We don't know about Justice League or any of those other movies I just mentioned. Um, and it's just it's taken them so long because they're... As we've coined it, they're doing the reverse Marvel, and mm-hmm. they're they're putting the cart before the horse. So um, hopefully they can get their stuff together. So anyway, back to favorite and least favorite summer movies. Joe, what is your least favorite summer movie? You know, for me, I would probably have to say um, it might be a tie for me between Suicide Squad and Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah, Independence Day was pretty... Pretty much a. It just didn't capture it, the magic. It literally felt twenty years too late. Yeah, it did not capture the magic of the original movie. Um, we talked about this. The effects were groundbreaking at the time mm-hmm. when Independence Day came out, and they they still hold up to this yeah. day when you watch that movie. So there was nothing really to push the envelope any further with the aliens or with the characters. Even what they did on the moon, it wasn't special. And also, by not having Will Smith, I think it did hurt the movie. He was pretty much the charisma of that movie. Yeah. And he doesn't seem like but he has okay. he aged... But Suicide Squad. <laughs> he doesn't seem like he has aged as much as Jeff Goldblum and Bill Pullman. Like, they looked older. You think? He still kind of looks youthful and I think he can still act youthful. So I think he could have brought a lot more swagger to Independence Day. And I hate to say it because I love Independence Day. I watch it every single year. Um, So I do agree that it was one of the most disappointing. I think if this would have come out 20 years ago, I think it would have been more timely and it would have been more fun. And by the standards of movie 20 movies, 20 years ago, it might have been looked at as a better movie. Um, yeah, than, and than they it, probably could have gotten Will Smith. And they probably could have gotten Will Smith. And I think it would have actually probably benefited from um, not having an overabundance of CG like this movie did. Mm-hmm. I don't think it hurt it 
I think it was fun, and I'm going to take back what I said. I, I liked it better than Suicide Squad, so I think Suicide Squad would probably be my, my biggest disappointment. Mm-hmm. I don't think either one of these movies is a terrible movie. I will probably watch Suicide Squad again when it comes out on DVD. I'll probably rent it, or if it's on TV, watch it at some point in time. I'm never going to be like, you know, and turn the channel or something like that. Yeah. So um, for either one of these movies, but this is probably one of the most disappointing summers in a really long time mm-hmm. um because for me after civil war everything kind of went downhill from there yeah i did want to say one more thing about independence day you said you think it would have been a better movie if it had taken place 20 years 20 years ago a lot of the characters the main characters for independence day resurgence were was the son of will smith's character and the yeah. daughter of bull poland's character so they yeah. couldn't have really had those same characters those 20 easy. years ago but I don't think it added anything no. for them to have been related to those characters. And, th- and those are easy rewrites. Yeah. The only reason those characters existed is because this movie took place 20 years later. Mm-hmm. They could have written this movie as taking place a year after, but 20 years later that it was made, that wouldn't have made sense. So they they built in that 20-year gap into the storyline, which made sense for this movie. Yeah. If this would have been a sequel two years later, it would have been Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, and Bill Pullman fighting the aliens again. They wouldn't have cared about their kids. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, and they also left it open to a third movie. Oh, it's it's. I think it's already being made. That's why they yeah. left it open. They already greenlit it. So, I mean, 20th Century Fox kind of needs all the franchises they can get right now. So. Yes, and maybe they'll learn from this. And there were some goofy moments that just got a little too goofy um, in this movie for my taste. An essential dog moment in every Roland Emmerich movie. The dog always has to make it. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking of the school bus. Yeah. And if you haven't that, seen that it, yet, I'm not going to do moment. spoiler alert, but. That was the dog moment, the school yeah. bus. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, spoilers, but yeah. Okay. Um, so favorite movie for the summer. I'm going to go first because you're just so, you're like, oh, I'm, it's going to be a secret what mine's going to be. <laughs> um, so let's see. My favorite movie of the summer, I think would have to be Star Trek. I had fun going really? to see that movie. And you heard the spoiler cast that we put out. It was just fun from start to finish. I know it had its problems, but... Good times. Not many problems compared to the other movies yeah. that came out. So, um, I I agree. It was a good movie. I didn't um, I didn't like it as much as you did. I I thought it was probably the one that surprised me the most this summer. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, so right in the middle of the summer, that was a much needed breath of fresh air. Uh, compared to what we were getting so far, but I, I think my favorite one is is easy. I said it five seconds ago, Civil War. So, oh, okay. Uh, I thought you were gonna go with Dory. No, no, no. I, you know, that's that's my honorable mention. I think because we always say that we we're never in a rush to go see a Pixar movie, mm-hmm. but then whenever we do, we're always like so happy we did, and we walk out grinning ear to ear and. And that was the case with Finding Dory. Um, yeah, our grand cousin Supreme. Yes, really wanted to see that movie, Shout so we decided we would Emma. take them. Hey, well, hey, Emma. So um, we took them to see that, and it was one of my favorites of the summer, but not. It wasn't as much my bag as Civil War was. Yeah, uh, Civil War was the obvious winner for me. Um, did you have a, a sleeper hit that you you saw that you didn't expect to be that good, or you you thought could possibly be that good? That would would Dory maybe be that one for you? Yeah, I mean, Dory definitely surprised me that it's been so long. See, this is a good example. It's been a really long time since Finding Nemo came out, and it was done very well. 
it didn't have a huge time lapse, right, which is nice because yeah. in an animated movie, you don't have to worry about your characters aging. And so, fish don't live that long. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so that was neat to uh, just see how that sequel worked and how Independence Day didn't. So you could see that compare and contrast there. Yeah. And, and on top of that, it was just, again, it was joyful. It was. It was so it just was happy. It was wonderful. And the best character, I think, in the whole movie was Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> As herself. Yeah, her cameo, her extended cameo. <laughs> yes. Um, for me, I think my sleeper hit that I said it looked really something special about it from the previews. Now, granted, I grew up with this movie, but every once in a while, I say there's something magical, there's something special about that movie. And I can notice it right from the trailer. And I'm usually right. Mm-hmm. And Pete's Dragon was one of those movies. And I went to go see that. You did not see this. I have not seen Pete's Dragon yet. I went to go see this. And it's probably my my sleeper hit of the summer. That that one was outstanding. Yeah, I definitely want to see Pete's Dragon when it comes out on video. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, great. So this is some... Uh, we're going to we're gonna segue from that right into some, uh, some, some more Disney news. Quick headlines. Yes, so yeah. Disney move news... Disney moves and news. <laughs> okay. So staying on the Disney front. Breaking news. <laughs> this just came out today. Uh, the Lion King. If I told you The Lion King was going to be made into a live action movie, that probably wouldn't surprise you with all the live action Get stuff out. that he's doing, right? No. No. Okay. So who do you think is directing The Lion King live action movie? That was announced today, by the way. Probably the same person that directed The Jungle Book. Yeah. So John Favreau, God bless that man. He's going to be in the jungle for the next 10 years. Uh, no, he's not. Because it all takes place on green screen. How do you call <laughs> The Lion King a live action movie when there are no <laughs> actual animals? Well, The okay, Jungle I Book was a, considered a live action movie. I have a real problem with this. Why? Because you can't call something a live action movie that doesn't actually have anything that's real. Was The Jungle Book a live the action The Jungle movie? Book was all CG. Was all it a live that kid movie? did well, it had Mowgli. It actually had a human character, so you can kind of call it live but action. But it wasn't animated. It was computer animated. I understand that, but there's a difference between computer animation for cartoon purposes and computer animation to make things look realistic. Those animals were not made to look like cartoons. Live action means you could put a camcorder up there and record something. You cannot do that. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at this. But let's not call it a live action movie I get if what you're there's saying. actually nothing there. I get what you're saying. But so would you say that, now here's the ironic thing. Would you say if they filmed computer generated characters onto real surroundings, like real jungles and that kind of stuff, would you say that you would consider that live action because it takes place in a real world and not a green screen? Yeah, maybe if you actually had a real tree or a real pride rock. A real or prairie. Anything that actually has r- reality in it. Yes. And then you can layer on your CG characters. Well, maybe I'm they're okay doing with that. that. I'm maybe okay with that. that. The ironic thing about that point I was trying to make is that the movie Dinosaur was just that, but it was considered an animated movie. Yes. So you're on my side. But, you completely but agree no, with me. But it's because the dinosaurs were made to look cartoony with real backdrops and real backgrounds. So I see both sides of it. I really do. It's a very weird phrase 
for. I think we need another word for this. We yes. don't know what to call a movie that's entirely computer animated, made to look real. But there's no, there's nothing. I mean, Avatar is probably the closest thing we have to that because that was pretty much all green screen and all fake. Right. But with the Jungle Book too, they they interpreted a lot of the the real deal actors' performances into those characters as well. They talked about that, how Ben Kingsley's mm-hmm. facial expressions went into um, but this the is why I and stuff like that. Like, I mean, that's... But those people can't be nominated for Oscars. I know. For Best Actor We've or Actress. talked about how So again, we need to have a middle-of-the-road category that takes into account motion capture. Why don't we call it a, the Lion That's, King motion capture movie or something is, something like that. You can have a label for it. Nobody knows that term. There's live action and there's animated. This is the same argument that, that, that gamers have about the term video game. There needs to be something else because video games, that term represents Mario jumping up and down and hitting, hitting a Goomba and getting a mushroom. That's, that's what people think of when they think of video games. The stuff that they're doing now with video games rivals movies. We talked about on this podcast several times. It's why we do this podcast is because all three of the things are seen as an equal form of art in our eyes. Um, just as, just as relatable to each other as the other. So live cartoon. That is kind of weird, but there needs to be another term for video games and interactive entertainment sounds yes. stupid. So this is probably the same argument. It's not live action. It's not animated. So so let's go back to it? the viewers. If you have something that you would like to label this, if you know of the, the correct terminology for this, please let us know because I really don't consider the Lion King live action. I tell you what, go ahead and tweet at us. Your Please suggestion yes. with what you think and hashtag it. And then we can get this train rolling. And when they're using the term to explain these kind of movies 20 years from now, we can say, we started, we started it. it. <laughs> and we can even give Keanu some credit if he comes on the podcast. In a relatively short amount of time from now, we can tell him he had a hand in it as well. Yes. You hear me, Keanu? Hey, Keanu. Keanu, you out there? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Keanu, they just released a still from John Wick 2. Did they? And he still has his dog from the end of the first John Wick movie. Spoilers. <laughs> it wasn't a spoiler. That he has a dog. I know it's not a spoiler. So just saying we're looking sure. forward to that Keanu. If you want to talk about John Wick 2 anytime come on a podcast. We would love to chat with you. How, when is that coming out? February next year. February 17th or something. Really? Mm-hmm. So it's soon. So February 2017. Yes. Okay. Well good. Good for I'm glad they're making another one. That was a huge hit for him and great yeah, movie. A lot of fun. Glad the dog made it. Maybe the dog will help him help him kick some butt in the next movie. Like in between the first and the second movie. Yeah. He's like, this Starts dog training the dog. This dog's gonna kick some butt. It's not gonna be like my last dog. Yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't seen John Wick, go see it. Yeah. Highly. Just highly be prepared recommend it. in the beginning. So let's keep going on the out. Disney front a little bit. So Rogue One. It's coming soon. Do you care about this this piece of news here? I'm interested. Go ahead. Yeah, so Rogue One is not going to have an opening crawl, which means it's not going to start long ago in a galaxy far, far away. Dun, da, 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 and the crawl comes up. So how is how that again? Dun, da, 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 da. <laughs> the crawl. <laughs> what would they put at the top of the crawl? Episode. Hmm. Yeah. Episode. Rogue One, a Star Wars. Three story. point. Nine five. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> right yeah. before four. That's probably a good call. 
I think it's a good call. I think it's going to definitely separate it. I think it would be... I think it would be awkward to kind of figure out what to say and what to fit in there. So I agree with them kind of breaking tradition. I think we can keep the crawl for the regular But something line. needs to set these movies apart. And I think this is the start of what, what that is. Yes. And it, I mean, it could be something similar. They could have something happening at the beginning of all of these, um, what are they called? Anthology movies. Anthology movies. Um, but I agree with not doing the crawl. I think we can save that for... Just the regular. They don't, they, they don't need it line. for this or the Han Solo one. They they don't need it. These can be standalone no, stories. This is Disney doing its thing mm-hmm. and 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 doing the Marvel formula of having movies and splinters of movies. They're already having a tough sell as it is with Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I think for some people, the, the hype is there, the excitement is there, but everyone's still secretly crossing their fingers and hoping this is actually good. Yeah, and I think people out there still here. think it's Episode Eight, and it's not. It's before episode really four. Really dumb people think it's episode eight. <laughs> ones that just, <laughs> they, they don't know the story. Ones that clearly but, don't listen to this But podcast. basically, this movie is the opening crawl to episode four. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about so, it. So everything that's happening in this movie is taken out of that one crawl. Maybe the next anthology movie will be what happens in the crawl of episode five. There you go. <laughs> you can find out what's going on in the Hoth. Why they had to go to Hoth. Why they chose that planet. So. Yeah. So anyway, I think it's going to be fine. I'm not worried too much about it. It's just so iconic. It's going to be kind of weird not seeing it. Yeah. Well, everyone had a problem we'll when they took the... Uh, the um, dun, 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 dun. And, and yeah. The Clone the Wars Lucas was the film first was just one. the twinkle in. Well, the Clone Wars was the first one to lose that because the Clone Wars animated movie started mm-hmm. like a normal Star Wars movie but was released by Warner Brothers and not 20th Century Fox. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, 10 years later, we got The Force Awakens. Doesn't have that at all still, but everyone's used to it. Nobody missed it. I didn't miss it. but I missed it. Yeah. It's, it, it's it funny. Was, it's it funny how different. they got associated with those movies. Yeah, because you always expected Star Wars to come on after the 20th Century fanfare. So it's, it's, like, just... when you, it's like when you hear the Universal opening music what's the movie you think of pitch perfect (laughs) see when i hear the universal opening for me it's fast and furious yeah Yeah. i think that you always have that one movie that kind of and i don't know why that's the one that sticks out my mind but it is yeah so so and seeing on the star wars front apparently the young han solo that they've cast in his own movie is going to be appearing in multiple films i think this is quite the risk because what if young Han Solo just doesn't take off? I'm hoping he does because I think it's cool that we're going to see him as, in his younger stage, like being that smuggler that we know he is. Spoiler alert, if you didn't know that. He's, well, he's a smuggler. Gonna, he's going to take off as soon as he gets to the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> so um, I think it is a risk to announce that he's going to be in multiple films. Yeah, I guess corny. they have some... Um, some promise behind him i mean i don't think I, they would I, announce something if they, he wasn't i think this off. is kind of a non-news kind of thing because rogue one it, let's be honest everything on these anthology movies hinge on rogue one i think they could still pull the plug on young han solo if rogue one just did not perform that well um that's taking a big risk it is, as it is yeah they're having a couple issues they had to do some reshoots yeah. which is never a big deal that's, i mean everybody happens. does reshoots but but the tone is what they're having issues with yes they, they can't make up their mind on the tone is what it seems so like. they've switched composers which completely switched composers. completely so for the whole movie um is it 
Alexander Desplat. Oh gosh, I don't know how to. He was. That. Um, he did the Godzilla movie, so it's moving to another composer, Giacchino. Giacchino. I thought, I thought it was gnocchi, like the food. It could be. Um, <laughs> so let's cross our fingers and hope this is awesome. Let's just face it. Neither of them are John the, Williams. Yeah, but the but, but the Desplat guy. That's that's huge because Gareth Edwards. His, you know, most directors carry with them go-to guys, mm-hmm. and with Steven Spielberg, it's John Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, with you know, George with, Lucas, with, it's John Williams. Yeah, with with everybody else, it's John Williams. <laughs> if they can't get John Williams, they go with the second guy. Yeah, <laughs> but for for Gareth Edwards, it was the Despot guy, and I, I mean, this is Lucasfilm and Disney bringing down the hammer yeah. and saying, "Guess what? You got to find someone different because." The tone. I don't know if he did. He score the entire movie, and I don't just know. I'm wondering. If, well, I'm wondering if he scored the trailers. It, is that his music? Because I like, the music. I like. Yeah, I like the trailer. Music. But I don't I think. Like the tone. I don't think that's the case. I think that might be up to some trailer companies. Because I always think of Inception. Yeah. Hans Hans Zimmer didn't score the music for the Inception trailer. That is heralded as some of the best trailer music ever. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are more. You know. YouTube videos with other movies put into place. Of, yeah, like of Toy Inception. Story. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's some of the most iconic trailer music ever, and that was not Hans Zimmer. Yeah. So, this is huge, though. I mean, this is like tearing a, a guy away from his dog, not to compare Despot to a dog, but that there's a bond there between mm-hmm. composer and director. I mean, you got to think of how much thought goes into the music behind a movie if you mm-hmm. we, we talk about this all the time just you and me but if you ever want to see a movie lose its heart completely Put try, it on mute. Fig, figure figure out a way to watch a movie without the music when that music is gone the heart of that movie just disappears try try watching et we watched et a few weeks ago the entire last 30 minutes of that movie is all john williams there's absolutely no dialogue whatsoever there isn't. it's amazing and it's outstanding and it, it literally that the music in that movie is as much of a character as the alien mm-hmm. so this is this yeah this is huge and I, I i i feel bad for the guy but apparently it was just the music was i think the music combined with the film itself was setting too dark of a tone darker mm-hmm. than they wanted to go for but you know what awakens good for Disney for making the call. If they really thought that's what needed to happen, they made the call. Unlike DC movies where they can't seem to make any calls Wait. that need to be made. I'm sorry to keep, too many calls. keep going back to DC, but they don't have the guts to pull the plug on something or change something like directors. <clears throat> if something is going wrong, whereas <laughs> Disney and everyone behind this, they want it to be successful um, it's it's a shame that it didn't work, but if they need a well, different tone, that I think, might be what I they think need. I think if Disney mixes things around any more than they are right now, they're gonna get they're gonna get a um, they're it's gonna start looking like too many cooks in the kitchen, which is what I think DC looks like right now. Yeah. They they Disney right now I think has struck a fine balance between filmmaker and manager of a movie mm-hmm. and said, listen, we, we trust you to do this. They're hiring some brilliant people to come in and direct these movies. Ryan Johnson for episode eight. And, um, the guy who directed Jurassic world for, for episode nine, they're really doing a great job there. They're, they're pulling out comedic directors and directors. No one's ever heard of before to direct their Marvel movies. And they're ending up being mm-hmm. 
slam dunks. So they're doing a good job, and they've struck that balance across all fronts with their their Disney, their straight Disney movies, their Star Wars movies, and their Marvel movies. But um, I think any more hands on with Rogue One may may start making things look like you know, DC there a little bit. So yeah. I think from here, they'd be good if they just, just a quick tip. If you haven't watched this yet, go watch the original trailer for star Wars, the original star Wars. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it would be a completely different movie. If John Williams had not scored that, That's it sounded like <laughs> 2001 space odyssey. I mean, yeah. it was like drippy seventies, Movie music, just traditional drippy music. The, that space, boom, boom, very Star Trek. And, and the announcer, and yeah, the announcer was like deep in the heart of space. It, it sounded I mean, like it sounded like the the first trailer for Alien. Yeah, it did. So that's your homework. We're gonna post it on Facebook. Yeah, a link to that one. Watch that trailer. It's amazing how much difference an amazing score can make. I don't know why anybody went to go see that movie really <laughs> after watching the first trailer, but anyways. So enough about that. I hope you know the best happens to to Rogue One. I'm sure it'll come out. It'll do gangbusters and 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 uh, be great. All right. So moving on from Star Wars to Star Trek. There's yeah. some news on that front. Yeah. So Chris Hemsworth is going to be in Star Trek Four, which is I'm totally fine with. Um, but that has spurned a whole bunch of rumors of whether or not they are going to uh, do some time travel elements at all. Um, it is kind of in line with Star Trek that the fourth movie would be time travel. You know, if there's I doubt there's going to be any whales in this movie or space whales, but it makes sense. So um, they've kind of stuck in line with, with, with stuff so far. We talked about in our review that, you know, the second one had Khan. That's not really a spoiler. Everyone on the planet knows that. Um, the third one, the Enterprise gets destroyed. The third one, the Enterprise gets destroyed in the old movies as well. Um, and that's not a spoiler either. That was in the trailer. I'd be fine with that. I, I, I kind of see it, if they are going to go back in time, I kind of see it being a thing like, this is uh, this is him going back in time to fix something, and maybe he has to team up with his dad to make sure that everything goes right because someone else went back in time and they're trying to mess things up and mm-hmm. erase Kirk and his crew from the timeline or something like that. So I just think it's a little touchy because they, they started this whole new franchise on, on time travel. Time travel. Mm-hmm. So they got to be careful if they are going to do that. So just some quick other bullet points coming up um, on the Marvel side. Brie Larson has been confirmed as Captain Marvel. That's not big news. We've pretty much heard that for it was the past. It a rumor, but it is big news. Yeah, I mean, but we've heard it Oscar, for the past six yeah, months. So. so, No, so that's, I mean, that's awesome. I, I think she'll be great in that. Um, the other thing is uh, there was some concept art released for Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, he is fighting Vulture in the concept art. So, I don't know who Vulture is. Yeah, he's he's a guy dressed like a Vulture. <laughs> he's a little Vulture, okay. So I figured. He, he's usually an old guy. Pretty on he, the nose with those names. Yeah. He's usually an old guy, so I would love to see them cast someone old in this role who's like a great actor like John Malkovich or something I think would be great in this mm. role. So Does he get a really long, nice monologue? Because John Malkovich loves his little <laughs> monologues yeah. there every once in a while. Yeah, it, it, he likes to choose some script. I, I think I think I'm gonna have to call it. This is this is this I'm calling it right now. We're gonna make this our palm wonderful 
Crazy healthy. Palm crazy one wonderful of the night. One of the night. This is going to be our suggestion of the week. If you haven't watched Red um, on the John Malkovich front, please, please, please go watch Red. John Malkovich is in that movie, and I'm not a big fan of his, but he is absolutely hysterical in that movie. Mm-hmm. And we have we have neighbors that we we make sure they watch really cool movies that they haven't seen yet, and they make sure we watch really cool movies we haven't seen yet. And Red is right up there. Um, at the top of the list for what we're going to watch next with them. So, yeah, that's that's it's fresh really on the brain. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, Vulture. It can, this, this kind of came and went. It was like a bubble that popped and nobody noticed. But Vulture was definitely in the um, concept art there. So that might be a a hint at what's to come. This next piece of news. I am a big fan of the Rocketeer. I love the Rocketeer. Uh, I love the original movie. A lot of people don't like it. I love that whole era the director just nails that era it's the same director that that did captain america the first avenger the, the very first captain america movie that came out um and he just nails that era but uh they they just turned around disney just announced a rocketeer sequel this many years later and it's going to be called this is gonna the be another rocketeers. independence day problem yeah so what do you what do you feel about the uh, the rocketeers Faith? the rocketeers i am gonna call it right now this is going to be the Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull oh, version of The Rocketeer. Sorry, I think too much time has lapsed. They have to do a little time jump. I'm not I'm not feeling it. So there is a slight time jump, but none of the original cast is in it. It's going to feature a female lead. Mm-hmm. And that's really all we know about it. I, I don't need a Rocketeer sequel. Um... And I'm a huge fan of the movie. I think it's a great standalone. I think they're scraping the bottom of the barrel with this one. And I hate to say that because I love The Rocketeer, but mm-hmm. there's why of all movies. I mean, this is like nobody having, has been calling for, oh man, we need a Rocketeer movie. This is like them Where's having that Rocketeer sequel? a sequel to Cool Runnings. Like, <laughs> there's no point to have this. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so iconic. And just that era, capturing the Art Deco feel, I feel like if you jump out of that era, even at all, it's not going to work. They're going into the next decade. And they're saying that the, the female lead is going to be uh, an African-American mm-hmm. female lead. So I wouldn't be surprised if they, they tie in the whole racial divide around the 60s and, you know, that era. Is it jumping that far to the yeah, 60s? I, I think thought so. it was jumping to the 50s. It was in. It was already in the 50s. It was like 40s, 50s. It was right after World War II. Okay. Yeah. So I think they're jumping forward to the 60s. So I, I think... They might build in that whole, you know, racial climate that was going on in the country around that time, building into the story, which mm-hmm. is fine. I can see them doing that and, and actually making an inspirational story. But I mean, of all the live action movies they're picking out of their yeah. their pantheon of of movies they could reignite, the Rocketeer just and does it need to be called the Rocketeers? Well, there's more than one Rocketeer, probably. But does it? I mean, does it even need to be Rocketeer in name? Is, are they gonna maybe like uncover the suit from a trunk or something? And I don't know. Reuse I don't, it? I just I don't buy it. I'm sorry. Cool. It's gonna be a Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It'd be cool if they tied into with history like they did the last one and the whole Nazi thing, and maybe this was part of the Cold War. Um, but you know, I. I I'm actually calling it. I don't think this is ever going to make it to to film. I don't think. I think this is going to be axed, Shelf. just like mm-hmm. Tron Three was, and that'll be the last we hear of it. So yeah, we'll see. But and finally, after so many years, Speaking we've been of- really <laughs> wanting 
Speaking of movies, it's not going to ever happen. Yeah. <laughs> We've won an Uncharted movie forever. The only second to a Bioshock movie. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like they have brought on A-team director Joe Carnahan to... Write the script. Write the script. Hopefully direct. Hopefully, yeah. I'm, that would I'm, be a great choice because I love the A-team. That's one of the yeah. movies we had our neighbors watch recently and they loved it. It was so much fun. It's one of our favorite action movies of the last decade, probably. Yeah. I could see that uh, trans transitioning very well to the Uncharted franchise. Yeah. No, I, I love him as a director. And, you know, he's actually got both sides of the coin. Um, he's got the action movie feel. The A-team feel, if you go back and watch that movie, it's action. It's funny. That's exactly what I think the Uncharted movie needs to hit on both of those fronts. But if you play the games, Uncharted also has some dramatic moments in it as well. And he can clearly do that with, um, he directed The Grey with, um, so with Liam. Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. where he fights the wolves. Liam Neeson fights the wolves. Hey, maybe Liam Neeson will be Sully in Uncharted. Oh gosh, that would be awesome. That would be great. By the way, casting choice of the year right here is going to go to Joe for the win. When we were watching, what movie were we watching where Clint Eastwood's son was in? It was a Nicholas Sparks movie. Oh, The Longest Ride. The Longest Ride. Halfway through that movie, dude's in a t-shirt with the front end of his t-shirt like tucked into his jeans, and he's just standing there. And I paused the movie. And we This is a pause point. We went to get some food. We came back. Went to start it up again. I just stared at the screen while I was waiting for Faith to come back in with her meal or drink or whatever it was she was getting. I was like, holy crap. He is Nathan Drake. If you look at him in that movie, in the scene I'm describing, he is... I'm not talking about Uncharted 4. Obviously, that skips forward. He is an old, old man. But if this movie is going back to the beginning, holy mackerel, he is Nathan Drake in physical form mm-hmm. incarnate. Like Even Joe fell in love with Scott Eastwood in that moment. Yes. <laughs> Scott Eastwood. And, you know, he's got some great pedigree behind him, and he's a decent actor. I think he could totally pull it off. I can see him and Liam Neeson and, you know, whoever else they got for... Mm-hmm. You know, playing Elena, I just, I can see it happen. I could, actually, the girl from The Longest Ride would be really good. She's kind of short for her, but yeah. I feel like Elena's a little taller. Yeah, I love that girl. Sass. I love that girl in mm-hmm. that movie as well. But this is one of the, another one of those long gestating movies. I feel like they're just going to keep turning it over, and it might get pooped out down the road after everyone's forgotten about yeah. Uncharted. So you <laughs> heard it here, Scott over. Eastwood, try to get your name on Uncharted. Yeah. Keanu, spread the word to Scott for us. Yes. So. We love to help you guys out. <laughs> All right. So I think that's about it for movies. We've talked long and hard about movies. So yeah. we're going to move on to television. Um, something that came out this summer that everyone was talking about. This is our first chance to talk to we you all about, about it. This. We have not. Oh, boy. Stranger Things. Amazing. Yeah. From start to finish, a great... I don't know, like a dedication to all those amazing 80s movies that homage, we grew up. It was an homage, not an overt, like, it 80s, a 80s, 80s, 80s. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, like, to the point of being comical. It was mm-hmm. subtle. It was perfectly timed and spread out throughout the entire eight episodes. I have been, I don't think I've ever been happier or more addicted which is not a, a phrase I use often when it comes to watching TV, with a TV show and wanting to watch it as fast as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. 
as I was with Stranger Things. I have not been as happy as I was watching this show. Yeah, and we were really busy at the time we were watching this, and we did it in three nights. No, I mean, two. We did it in a 24-hour period. Do we, we do it in two nights? I mean, we were up until four in the morning. Just one more episode. Just one more. Let's just finish it up. We were both it hyped was, on caffeine at the time. It but. was so much fun. And Joe is going through major withdrawal. He goes, I really need to watch Stranger Things again. I'm just looking for any excuse to watch it again. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Especially I mean, this time of year. It's it's just a fun movie. And, I, and I'm hearing TV this show. from... Yeah, TV show. I'm hearing this from everyone, especially our age. If you grew up in the 80s or around the 80s, and you grew up watching stuff like E.T. or Spielberg movies or Goonies, or even on the horror front, stuff like The Thing and... Poltergeist. Poltergeist. I mean, this takes that, and visually, it doesn't look like any of that. But... Tonally. It has the feel mm-hmm. and the tone, and the Duffer Brothers nail it. They nail it so well that it doesn't feel forced or anything. It just feels mm-hmm. natural. It feels like an 80s TV show was given a 2000s coat of paint. It feels mm-hmm. like it could have existed right back there with all those other shows. It almost feels like it was written back then. Yeah. And they just didn't have the technology to make it happen. Yeah. like they, It almost felt like it was shelved. For yeah. 30 years. But but in movies, in TV, in anything, I think people are trying to recreate a lot of the 80s nostalgia and bringing back stuff like Transformers and G.I. Mm-hmm. Joe. But nobody has hit it. But nobody is also putting it in that era. No. Which I, is, which I, get I appreciate there are some There time. are some people that are trying to do it. I like it They're because not there weren't cell phones. There wasn't the internet. There weren't computers. So they had to rely on their gumption and grit to get through this and their bicycles and, yeah and their bicycles <laughs> with the banana seat it was it was great because they had to work together and figure this thing out yeah it wasn't a bunch of little punk kids complaining about the fact that they didn't have a cell phone signal yeah we it sound was, old sorry i know sorry but i mean they couldn't they couldn't have made that in this day and age and i think you know i think as fondly as people when we were growing back or when we were growing up, I think as fondly as people look back on stuff like Mayberry mm-hmm. and what's that show called? The Andy Griffith Show. The Andy Griffith Show. I think that's us with stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, you just you just can't you can't match that kind of stuff. And this has clearly hit it on the head with a lot of children in the '80s and children nowadays. I think look back on the '80s as kind of being cool and a lot of that stuff coming back mm-hmm. in the Scott style as well. Even my students watched it over the summer and they really enjoyed it. And it's it. it's retro, but it's yes. cool retro, you know. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. So. Uh so we've been watching a lot of TV lately. It we had our summer finales. Last ship had an awesome season. Suits ended. It felt like it could have been a series finale. It was such a nice clean ending. But we also had the premieres coming up. So we watched a few new shows. And then some of our old favorites have come back as well. So what's been your favorite new show that we've watched? Can I just say one last thing about Stranger Things while we're still talking about this? We're not still talking about it. We we've are. Moved on. I'm bringing it back. A friend of mine on Facebook put something up about Stranger Things. And I've got to mention it because it, it was just gold. He says that, and I, and I put it out to the listeners right here, right now. If you have any skills in doing this kind of stuff, go for it and post it to our Facebook page. But he says, talking about the 80s, 
He is just waiting for someone to come out with a perfect Stranger Things mashup. <laughs> some kind of video of some kind. Where, Balky. Yeah, where Balky Bartakamoose <laughs> and Larry are intertwined with the Stranger Things kids. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was hilarious. So I just had to <laughs> put a shout out there because it was just genius. But anyways, yes, premieres. Um, I, I think there wasn't really anything I was excited about premiering this Yeah, year. I mean, some of them were intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was... I was curious about designated survivor i think it had a cool premise but he didn't and i still don't know how it's going to continue as no. a television show long term but um when we watched it i watched the premiere with you the other night i remember that ending and being like it's over with already and immediately wanting to watch some more mm-hmm. and that's always a great sign uh the last show i felt like about that um i actually had immediate gratification with and as much as I'm ashamed to admit it, was revenge. <laughs> I blame you. Um, but, you know, that, that show fell off after the first season, second mm-hmm. season as well. So, you know, if this show can get a couple seasons out of it, that's great. But um, it's a really cool premise. Kiefer Sutherland needs something. He hasn't had anything really in, in, since 24. Since 24. Um, so, yeah. I, he I plays hope- the part really well. It he can, does. It can be a complex character to play, and I think he's got some depth I, to it. I think I think the thing that gives his character chops and and not not really chops. I don't think that's the right word, but depth. That's probably a better word. Is he's a reluctant, very reluctant, um, very reluctant character. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want the power. Mm-hmm. He is okay with people walking on top of him Mm -hmm. and then you see this thing happen that just blows the world up you know no pun intended but um and something like starts to slow it's not like something clicks in him and he's all of a sudden bruce willis and die hard it's not one of those kind of things but something does click in him and you see the slow burn throughout the first episode where maybe he can actually do this by the end of the episode you're thinking maybe he can step up and and it left me wanting more and that's i think that's the best thing that a new show can ask for Mm -hmm. so what did you think about it? I really enjoyed it. I thought that I was kind of interested from all of the trailers, all of the previews that we had had. So I was excited going into it, and I was happy that you wanted to watch it with me. So I think it had some great moments, and I also love Maggie Q, and I'm happy that she's yeah, in it as in well. Maggie. Yeah, I loved her in Nikita. If you haven't seen Nikita, go watch it. It's a lot of fun. So another premiere that I was really interested in was Pitch about the female baseball player and you watched that with me as well. What did you think of it? I'm on the fence about it. It it was a good um premise. I thought it was cool. I thought the way it was the episode was laid out was was interesting. It it felt actually more like we came in halfway through a movie. Yeah. There was no origin behind mm-hmm. it. I mean, they had some flashbacks in it, but you know, I'm still on the fence about it. I it could go either way. I thought it was really it was well put together with the flashbacks. I enjoyed that aspect. There was a little bit of a twist in it that I wasn't expecting. But goodness gracious, the manager, she was intense the whole time. Yeah. And I just, she didn't feel like a real character to me. I, I like mean, the main character. Yeah, I like the main character. I liked her. I liked her dad. Um, I liked the coach. And surprise, um, Mark Paul Gossamer. Gosler, yeah, he's Mark Paul Gosler uh, yeah, was in it. Zach, was like, uh, Zach from Saved by the I said, Bell. Hey, it's it's Zach, and Joe's like, who? You know, didn't Zach. look anything like him. He's got dark hair, full beard. Yeah, but I think he was probably my favorite part. And he looked and the part. Surprise! 
And he um, really looked the part too. And so. I think he's a good actor. He, he just is. doesn't overact things. But the bummed. manager and the general, no, her, um, her manager, yeah, her publicist and the GM. I, I wasn't super impressed with them, and it kind of took me out of it a little bit when they were talking. Um, but I'll give it a couple more episodes. Yeah, I might watch another couple. I will well, watch but... anything about baseball, but not baseball. Yeah, baseball's too boring. Baseball's a little boring to watch. Yeah. I like knowing that the Indians are ahead. Yay! Yeah, go yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland Indians. Go try. <laughs> um, go try, but <laughs> I just like knowing it. I don't really yeah. want to watch the game. I'll give it a few more episodes. It, it'll be it'll be probably number one on the chopping block as far as new shows go this season. For us. For me. Yeah. Not even for you. Yeah. I feel like you'll watch it. Anyway. But not for the network. I think this will be around for a while. Oh, yeah. I, I think it will, too. Um, But for me, it'll be on the chopping block just because I, I for those of you that don't know, I just did a huge purge, which included big time. Uh, I finally uh, kicked out the Walking Dead, both Walking Dead series. I was watching Fear of the Walking Dead and the Walking Dead, and I just couldn't do it anymore. I didn't look forward to it. Um, it did depress me, but it just didn't make me feel great either. They never took a bath. And yeah, in, in the six seasons, I watched that show. I don't think they took a bath once. I take it back. They took one shower at the beginning of season two or no, end of season one. Um, but you know, now we feel about dirty shows, but it has nothing to do with it. It was just, it was getting to the point where it's not something I looked forward to. I almost looked at it like going to the doctor. It was like, it was a chore. It was a chore. Yeah. Yeah. You had to do it. What else did I cut out? Oh, Walking Dead. I said goodbye to Once, Once Upon, Upon a Time. time. Yeah, yeah, we both did. I couldn't. I only watched one episode last year. Yeah, yeah. So both. It's not both that they got bad. It's just I stopped being interested. It's also the same story every season, pretty much. I mean, they just introduce new fairy tale characters. It's not you. It's me. Yeah, it's not so. you. It's not you. Once Upon <laughs> a Time. It's me. Um. So, I was looking forward to a few shows coming back. The Blacklist. Um. Blind Spot. We watched that one. The one that surprised me that I was so into while I was watching it was Gotham. The first season, I kind of liked it. It was good. I've been watching it all along. But I've I've really come to appreciate what they have done with that show. I like that it's kind of set out of time. It's got a really Art Deco feel to it. They don't rely on their cell phones or the internet. But yet it still feels modern and I just like what they've done with all of the villains. They they have depth to their characters. It's not just a villain of the week. It's kind of like their storyline, how they're developing and working with each other and um, Bruce Wayne's development as well. So I am definitely excited about Gotham this yeah, season. This is this is funny that you're so excited about Gotham and I could care less about it. I I got to say, I think I've seen bits and pieces of it as you're watching it. It does look like it's gotten better. When the first season started, it felt a little too... Tim Burtony for me. Um, I know you said it's gotten better and it might be one of those shows that I catch up on, on Netflix down the road or something like that. Like once but, it's canceled, you can watch the whole yeah, series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. I might binge it down the road, but um, I don't really, I don't really care about it. I, I do feel like it, from what I'm hearing both critically and from you, it is one of those fine wine scenarios. It gets better with age. Mm-hmm. So good for them. I think that all the characters have kind of, um, you kind of sunk into their character. Yeah. They finally have a grasp on kind of their motivation and where they're going. And again, I actually really like the visual aspect. Yeah, no, the of visuals the show. look fine. The visuals are really cool. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to get a chance to possibly meet 
the actor that plays Bruce Wayne here in a couple weeks when we go to the Boston Comic Con. Uh, he will yes. be there. And I will hopefully, fingers crossed, finally meet MacGyver himself, Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> yes. If the dude will stop tripping over things and breaking his back, he's and still not going to be able to sign arm. anything. Uh, last year, he couldn't make it because he broke his back. And this year, he's making it, but he tripped over his dog a couple weeks ago and like shattered his shoulder or his elbow or something like that. So... Sky just needs to like sit in a bubble for the next three weeks, and and hopefully I'll get to see him. But um, we'll we'll tell you how that goes, and and if we run into anybody else or see anybody else while we're there. So yes. um, on on the MacGyver front, though, I gotta say, yikes! Yeah, we um, haven't watched it yet. We haven't. We have not heard good things. Uh, terrible reviews. Uh, some of the worst of this season as far as new shows go. Um, the new MacGyver, I never, as much as I hated to see it, I think we talked about it on this podcast, I never had high hopes for it whatsoever. No. Um, it's another Charlie's Angels. Was that a TV show? Yeah. I think it had four episodes. Well, the fact that no one remembers it. Exactly. I, I, I watched not, the first episode of Charlie's Angels. It wasn't I, good. My biggest concern with MacGyver is that it's leading in Hawaii Five O. Ooh. And you know Hawaii Five O has already been on the half and half chopping See, block. See, Scorpion should be seasons. leading in MacGyver. True. Where is Scorpion? That hasn't. Been I don't know. It hasn't year. come back yet. But Scorpion is basically the team up version of MacGyver. Yeah, and and so I don't really think the we original need MacGyver, it. not this MacGyver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but well, we don't know. We haven't seen. I don't know what they yet. were thinking with this show. It it never looked good. Yeah. Um. It seems like MacGyver in name only. But uh, I, I wish I wish it would have been good. I would have loved for it to have been good. Mm-hmm. I'll still watch the first episode, but from what I'm hearing, it's just yeah. a steaming pile of poop. <laughs> and on the same front of those old shows, um, they're trying to revive Magnum P.I., but his oh, right. daughter is taking it over. Yeah. But, I mean, Hawaii Five-0 has had a few seasons, so it could work. We'll yeah. see. Hawaii Five-0 is still good. We watched the premiere of that yeah. one the other night, too. It's still good. It's it's. It's ridiculous. So, it's so <laughs> ridiculous, but it's in Hawaii, and it's you just like I want to be there, but I don't want to be killed in Hawaii. <laughs> it's like TV junk food. It's not it great is. for it's you, good. but it's, it feels. It so was good. funny yesterday. We were watching TV, and I said, "Yeah, I feel like something lighthearted. Let's watch Hawaii 5 0 And I <laughs> mean, in the first in the first two minutes, there were at least six deaths. <laughs> But it's lighthearted like and fun. Murders. Like straight up eyes gouged out murders. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. They didn't show but... them happening, but you know, you, you arrive at the crimes and you're like, oh, okay. So lighthearted. So lighthearted. <laughs> but all right, let's 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 we got we got a few more talking points on TV and uh, then we'll wrap things up. But uh, let's talk about CW's kind of mix up with with it was on Hulu and now it's on Netflix and what's going on there. Hey, it's on Netflix. I'm happy. Yeah. So CW Shows are coming to Netflix, and there will also be available the last five episodes on their streaming service. Yeah, the current five episodes on the CW's own streaming service. That used to be covered by Hulu, but their contract with Hulu ended, and they signed a new deal with Netflix. The problem with Netflix is they only air the entire season after it's been aired, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think came come out on dvd or video or whatever so people are gonna have to they're gonna get really behind they're gonna have to wait like a whole season to watch but the stopgap that cw put into place is they're starting their own streaming service their own app it's free and you can watch the last five episodes the current five episodes which is exactly what hulu did 
but now it's free instead of costing you money. So well, yeah, okay. Yeah, because Hulu. I was like, Netflix isn't free, but yes, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but the CW app will, and it's actually coming to like major stuff like Apple TV and Roku and stuff. Yeah. So a couple of quick notes on Arrow, which is on that CW block. Yeah, we talked. This this is episode five of Arrow, so this will be season five. Sorry, season five. This will be the last season with Oliver flashbacks to five years ago which makes so sense. each season so the first season it flashed back to five years ago when he first was on the island and then both the flashbacks and real time have gone up one year at a time so now he's gonna be flashbacking to right before the events of the first season so this is the last season of that but they said they are going to be doing some different character flashbacks moving forward in season six and maybe some flash forwards but there will also always be that element of kind of a flash of some kind. A flash. And then maybe the flash will show up <laughs> and flash it. And one of the flash. Yes. <laughs> He'll be in a flash forward. The flash will be in the flash forward or flashback. Yes. yes. So uh, I think it's a good idea. I mean, this is kind of a no brainer. I was wondering how they were going to handle this because he was supposed to be on the island for five years. We're in the I fifth think season. a great way to handle it would have been to end the series after season five. I agree, but they're not going to do that. No, they're not. It's a, a, it's a hit series. Yeah, this is going to be a supernatural. I'm not issue. saying I don't love Arrow. I, I like it when a series ends on a high note where it's supposed to end and tells a complete story. I.e. Fringe. Yes. Yeah. So It could have had a second half of the season to make it a little bit more complete, but... Yeah. But I'm happy we got a last little Like, for, for example, Supernatural should have ended on season five. That's when mm-hmm. the creator, Eric Kripke, left, and it actually felt like an end. And I think in our minds, that show is really good, and it's great that we're getting the extra stuff, but we consider everything after season five kind of extra stuff. Yeah. And, and, and Suits... We just watched the finale of Suits. I think it should be in, it should be done. It's happy. Yeah, everybody's happy. Everybody's well, you, happy. You're happy when things end happy, but that's not. Well, yeah, it's not the real world. Out. But so. um, and then one more new new note news, news note, note. <laughs> for Arrow is that they are adding Human Target. And if you recall, a few years ago there was a TV show called Human Target, yes. and it was great the first season. Second yes. season, not so much. So I'm excited to see this character come back because it was a fun. It was a fun. Edition. Yeah, and it's gonna be played guy by an actor. I, I he, he was in Jessica Jones. He played the um, the cop in Jessica Jones. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Not not a fan of his, but a fan of the character. Um. Okay. So the biggest piece and the last piece of TV news that we're gonna go over tonight is the something saddest news. I'm probably severely depressed about, and I he and I really want to thinking about it. NBC. Ugh. But I guess it's it's timely that we're talking about this since we just talked about shows ending on a high note um the pause points podcast i would say favorite tv show uh grim is going to be ending with a half season for season six at least it's getting an ending yeah so it's getting an ending um this was a weird one because syndication had nothing to do with the show making it to 100 episodes which it reached last season um, this show was syndicated after like three seasons on TNT, mm-hmm. which should tell you something about, uh, you know, what kind of a following it had and, and how good it was. My parents love this show, too. Yeah. They've been keeping up with it. But uh, it is ending with season six. They're, they're going to premiere it in January, I believe. So it's not starting when it normally would be watching it right now normally, but we're not. Um, and they are going to give it a shortened, I think, 13, 12, 13 episode season. So at least it's getting an ending. But oh, man, yeah. out of all the shows, I wish this one would actually go on longer because they haven't felt stale at all. Not at all. But I mean, they've, they've kind of tied up a few loose ends 
in the last season. I'm happy that they're waiting until the new year to premiere it because that gives me hopes that they're actually going to be telling a complete story. They're not rushing it to get it done by Christmas or something right. like that. So like they pooped out person of interest. Yeah. So year. I do think that we will get a nice ending to the show. Yeah, I, I agree. They've got a lot to tie up, but giving it a 13 episode season saves the network money. And they have less to them, tie up than French. Yeah. And it just keeps them ha- from having filler episodes, but I never felt like Grimm had filler I episodes. I never had a filler. Even when if it was a, even when it felt like a procedural monster of the week, it was still fun. It felt like Supernatural did their monsters yeah. of the week. So when season one through five of them, so yeah. um, really, really will be sad to see this one go. I don't think I've been as sad to see a series go since Fringe. It's like he forgets about it and then all of a sudden realizes it's ending again and then he gets depressed we'll be, again. We'll be halfway through watching American Ninja Warrior and I'll be like, oh, I forgot I wanted to boycott NBC. <laughs> so. Yep. Well, I think that is it, Faith. You I think that's else? all we have. So remember our recommendation for the week is Red and go watch Stranger Things on Netflix. Absolutely. Because you probably have a subscription. Go see it. Thank us later. Yes. Thanks so much for listening and if you want more information on the podcast, check out pausepointspodcast.com. There you can learn a little bit about us, what we are interested in. You can also find links to Facebook, our Twitter at pause underscore points. Our email address is info at pausepointspodcast.com. And there's also a link to Patreon. A link to Patreon. A link to the past. A link to (laughs) Patreon. Yeah. There is all that's on there. And of course, you guys, uh, we always enjoy it. If you can check us out on Patreon, throw us a couple of bucks. I know we've had a a two-month stint, but uh, we're going to keep things going. Uh, Lastly, don't forget uh, our friend Dan Cummins. Check him out. His new album, Storm, uh, is going to be released on October 7th. You can find it on iTunes uh, and all the major music sellers like Amazon. Also, you can check him out at thestormalbum.com. That's thestormalbum.com or over on Facebook at Rockman Dan Cummins, which is spelled C-U-M-M-I-N-S, or at YouTube. He has some videos as well at youtube.com slash rockmandan22. And don't forget to email us at that email address that Faith just gave, which Info is... Info at pausepointspodcast.com. Or questions at pausepointspodcast.com. Either one. They are going to hopefully be questions that we can read on the air. We'll get to those and then pick one of those at random and get you guys uh, the CD of his new album releasing on October 7th. So enjoy this new track from his album, uh, Storm. It's called Stardust. And thanks for listening. Keep it paused right here.
ashes we return in the fiery awful for a time in Lastly, what we're going to do for you is, is give you a quick taste of uh, our friend Dan. Uh, again, he's letting his... Uh, Stop. You're not going to give bad. a taste of Dan. Dan's <laughs> <laughs> okay, so lastly, we're going to leave you with uh, a taste of uh, our friend Dan. I did it again. <laughs> there's, there's your tag at the end. There's your tag. <laughs> there's your tag. <laughs>